Amen. I was uh, blessed by a verse from uh, from the Bible app this week, and uh, I, I just kind of committed it to memory. And then this morning, I'm like messing up the words and everything, so I uh, I didn't trust myself to not uh, not have it written down here. But um, from this verse, uh, and uh, when Will reached out and asked me to teach, I um, I had been teaching in Luke, but just felt led to lead uh, to uh, share from uh, Psalm 37. And uh, uh, today, the uh, the verse that I had, had heard that had blessed me this week, uh, that I had read was, uh, "Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established." Very basic, very. Ba- I love simplicity, as you guys have told you before. Very, very simple. Very. <laughs> that's the way I need things broken down. Like you start getting off into. Uh, that's why I can't do algebra. <laughs> I just I'm awful at it. I'm awful. I just can't do algebra. It just I don't get it. It does not. When you start mixing words, uh, sorry, words, see, uh, when you start mixing letters with punctuation and numbers, my brain is gone. You know, I you give me numbers, I can add, subtract, multiply, divide. I can do all the things I need to do, percentages and, you know, all these things. I can come up with all that stuff. But when you start throwing in punctuation with numbers and letters, it does not compute with me. So I like simplicity. And I like a verse like this that, you know, uh, is very simple. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. You know, uh, it's uh, there's a lot that we can get from that. I mean, you you can uh, you can meditate on that. And I and I pray you do. Proverbs 16, three, very simple. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. We could talk about that for 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it is that we that we're here for. But um that was ministering to me, and it brought me to Psalm 37, and uh, so we'll, we'll end up picking up in there. But, um, you know, the overall, the, the reason, you know, a, a verse like that, you know, some of them will be uplifting to us. Or, or, or if you see a, a verse or two or you see, uh, you know, something in a, in a devotional or, or as we're reading, it may minister to us uh, in a hard time or it may give us guidance when we're needing it or whatever it is. Uh, I like the simplicity of this because it's just an overall umbrella thing. Just commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts are going to be established. Because a lot of the battle that we fight, and uh, we don't, many of us, because this is a Psalm of David, Psalm 37, don't have our son Absalom chasing after us, trying to kill us. And we don't have Saul trying to stick us with a spear to the wall. Um, you know, we're not dealing with those those types of enemies, most of us, hopefully, right? Unless we've got you know, that storied past of you know, whatever um, that's that's following us around, but we don't we don't have that type of enemy that might be chasing us. We have uh, our enemy, uh, the devil, and we have our enemy, our flesh. And uh, if we commit our works to the Lord, uh, then uh, our thoughts are going to be established. It's that as long as we're doing as we should, we should be thinking as we should. Is that is it making sense? Hopefully, I'm relaying this uh, properly because it's it's been one of those that's. Uh, you know, I've seen several verses of the day. I've seen, you know, uh, many devotionals or just get into my own reading. But I love when a verse just hits me right in the heart. And uh, and and this is one of them that as we're walking with the Lord, as our hearts are right before him, then our thoughts are going to be established because, you know, he's guarding our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Right. As Philippians 4 tells us. So uh, we're, we'll pick up in, in Psalm verse 37, and, uh, and uh, like I said, it's a Psalm of David. And the subtitle in, in my Bible says, The Heritage of the Righteous and the Calamity of the Wicked. There's one way, uh, you know, when we're, we're, we're either going one way or the other. At the end of this life, we either are, are looking forward to a, a, a heritage in the Lord and inheritance from him, or calamity and and brokenness and sin and so, well, sorrow and separation from him forever so there's there's you know we we are always um you know anybody on this earth has always been faced with you know left or right which way you're gonna go you know it's the path of the lord that we want to be on so um david is writing this and he he starts off by saying do not fret because of evildoers, nor be ev- uh, envious of workers of iniquity, for they shall sh- soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. So it just it starts right off. Don't fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. 
Don't fret. Don't be afraid of them or be envious of them. Now, uh, in reading this, if, you, if you're if you new to the scripture or maybe your just mind isn't completely focused as you look at this, you're going, why would my mind be envious of the workers of, the, of iniquity? Um, because the workers of iniquity have... This, they have earthly joy. They have earthly freedom. They can they can fill their lives with as much as they want and just try to uh, try to just indulge. There's that self indulgence. There's uh, I do whatever I want, you know. And so there there could easily be a um, uh, a tripping up of the Christian. Of wait a minute, why are they going through so much? You know, they they seem to be doing great. They're billionaires and they're doing this and that. And they can buy whatever they want. And they've got this and that. And and uh, we'll look at at um, Psalm seventy three here uh, tonight, uh, but uh, as a as a supporting uh, reference. But um, you know, for us, for the Christian, uh, we're not supposed to be afraid of an evildoer. The Lord is our protector. You know, when when we walk with Him, we're in His hand. Uh, there's there's nobody that can pluck us from from the hand of the Lord, and uh, as we walk in Him, uh, we're going to have the Lord's protection in our lives. Um, if it comes to a point where uh, you know our lives come to an end because of a wicked person, they haven't plucked us uh, spiritually out of the Lord's hand. We're going to okay, so we go to heaven. Something happens to us, and oh no, I'm now going to heaven forever. And uh, so there's, uh, so you know, don't be afraid of evildoers, nor be envious of workers of, of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither, like as the green herb. Now that may sound familiar from James uh, chapter one verses nine through eleven. Uh, if you're familiar with it, if you're not, I'm just going to flip over real fast and 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 read it because it's a sobering verse for us um, and and for anybody to know. And if if you're not familiar with it. Uh, James is, is a very practical book for practical Christianity. Um, I mean, the, the every every book of the Bible is awesome. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, but as far as living a practical Christian life, uh, you're going to find a lot in James that will help us stay out of trouble and and keep us uh, in the will of the Lord. But uh, James chapter one verse nine says, "Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation," because. As we submit ourselves to the Lord, He will uh, He will exalt us. He will lift us up, right? Um, but the rich in His humiliation, because as a flower of the field He will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers with grass. Its flower falls and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man will uh, also will fade away in his pursuits. So everything that's that's that can be seen here, for they shall uh, soon be cut down like grass. It says there's nothing permanent on this earth. This earth is all going to either wither and die or eventually be burned up. There's nothing here uh, for us. And so the the futility of seeking ourselves and seeking our own our, our own hearts, because it's it's a mindful for us every single day. Proverbs sixteen three has to be a reminder to us. Maybe when we wake up, or a verse similar to that to remind us of, wait a minute, I know I woke up in this world, but I'm not supposed to be of it. Proverbs 16.3, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. We want our thoughts to come from the Lord. Because if not, we can fret and we can be envious. Those are thoughts. Those are things in our mind that we have to keep under control. Verse 3 of chapter 37, uh, Psalm 37 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Trust in the Lord, do good, uh, dwell in the land. And I love that, feed on his faithfulness. Let the Lord's faithfulness feed our hearts, our minds, our lives. God's faithfulness. Uh, he, he is going to spiritually feed us as we are plugged into him. When we starve ourselves and neglect the time in the word, in fellowship, in prayer, that's when we find ourselves in that barren land of, of just, that's where our thoughts aren't aligned with the Lord and everything gets messed up in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. So important for us. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. As we delight in the Lord, the desires of our heart are going to be him. He is our inheritance. The Lord is what we want. He's ultimately what we need in our lives uh, for everything, for every single thing in, in, in our lives. What we need is the Lord. 
So as we delight in him, we're just going to be filled. It's, it's a great thing because as we lose our sinful, wicked selves that just want to seek everything that, we, that, that would be bad for us and we submit our, ourselves to the Lord, then we gain everything. That's where everything is, uh, is in him. So we, we can find our uh, contentment. We can find our peace, our joy. Everything that we're searching for in our lives uh, comes from the Lord. And uh, you know, especially in a, in, a, in today's world, I'm. It's scary. the 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 world that our uh, children and grandchildren are growing up in right now is absolutely frightening. They speak a whole different language. They have they have a whole different language. I'm 42 and I feel like I'm still kind of plugged in. I'm way. The more I hear the language and I see what's happening around me, the more lost I am. And uh, and it's frightening uh, to see. Uh, you know this world that that our our, our kids and grand uh, grandkids are are in, and uh, it's it's so much uh, confusion. It's so much um, of a. Uh, there's always been the pressure to fit in. There's always been that pressure to 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 be popular or whatever it is. But it is so easy in today's world to get on a phone and completely tear somebody to shreds. Uh, they they have applications on your phone that you can do that anonymously you can just get on and you can anonymously post whatever you want and everybody in that that area sees it and they might then they're they're laughing at whatever uh, you know whoever it is and whatever was said it is a frightening world that we live in it is scary and and these kids uh, are growing up and and i i think a lot of them uh, that's why they're so willing to stay to themselves and they're so willing to hold back and 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 uh, there's just so much, so much going on that uh, I want what the Lord has. I, I don't, I don't want what the what the world has for us. So, um, as we uh, submit ourselves to Him and we delight in Him, He's going to give us the desires of the heart of our hearts, and those desires are going to be godly desires. Is that uh, then? Now that's a that's a three x minus two equals x. Uh, equation that I can, and I know that doesn't make any sense. Everybody who knows how to do algebra is looking at me uh, weird or whatever, but that, that, that's the algebra that I can get, that, that X factor of, uh, of just following the Lord. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the, as the light and your justice as the noonday. So as we commit ourselves to the Lord, uh, and trust in him, uh, w- whatever we need in our lives, he's going to bring to pass. But I love in verse six where it says, he shall bring forth your righteousness, the, the things that we need, righteousness in him. And we're not going to face his justice uh, because if we were facing that, then uh, God is a just judge. Uh, you know, what do we have to look forward to other than hell as we stand in our sin? But it's his righteousness that we inherit. And that is such a, a blessing. Um, my phone keeps locking on me, and I've got a note here for that one. And uh, now I'll, you know, uh, I'll figure it out. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Proverbs three, five, and six. You're probably going to hear a lot of familiar verses tonight, and uh, a lot of uh, familiar sayings. And maybe this is just a reminder from the Lord for us just to remain focused on him, for us to commit our works to him and our thoughts will be established. Our lives uh, get distracted. And I know I've said this before, that they get off track when our thoughts are not focused on the Lord and they're not established in him. Verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Philippians 4, verses uh, 6 and 7. Um Trust. Uh, sorry, I almost almost went back to um, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We can rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him, because everything else, the anxiety and and the stresses of this life, are going to continue to flood in. But if the Lord is our peace, if He is our focus, and we can just, you know what? Just focus on him and we can come to him. He is going to take care of every anxiety we have. We have business uh, business owners in here. We have people that, that work for other people. We, uh, um, uh, I, every, I know everybody has some sort of occupation in here. Uh, and the stresses of just working, just working every day can overwhelm us and, and drive us to a point where we get distracted or we get to a point of frustration. 
uh, in our hearts. Uh, it's just, you know what, just come to the Lord. And, and as we're coming to him with thanksgiving and we lay out whatever prayer we have, his peace is going to guard our hearts and minds. We have to go to the Lord. And so quickly we're like, we're diving right you know, to get to the Lord's feet. And we have to remember to thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him that we can come to him. Because if he didn't make that way, then we can't have that peace that surpasses all understanding that guards our hearts and minds. So as these things hopefully are all tying together as we're walking through this, and I don't put a ball of confusion out there tonight, uh, I we see that everything that we need comes from the Lord. The peace, uh, the patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all those fruits of the Spirit are going to come as we commit our ways to the Lord. As we commit our works to the Lord, our thoughts are going to be established. Continued in verse 7, Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings, uh, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, those who uh, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you shall look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. For the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes, uh, gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, and he sees, for he sees that his days are numbered. The wicked have drawn the sword. They have bent their bow. They cast down the poor and needy. They slay those who are upright of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, they shall, uh, and their bows shall be broken. Now, I, I know we read a lot there, but there's a lot for us to, to look at. You know, uh, going going back to um, uh, where we were at, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret; it only comes from the Lord. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. When has wrath or anger ever been our great friend? Never has been. It always ends up with us looking foolish, whether it's just between us and the Lord. Uh, or uh, our family, our friends, when we've got our wrath and anger leading the way, when has that ever been something that has produced a... a now, there is godly wrath. There is godly anger. But that's not... You know, that what it's saying is, is forsake those that, that, God, that, that worldly wrath and anger that doesn't produce anything. It just, it just makes a mess. It only causes harm, it says. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Wow. We, none of us have ever fret before. None of us have ever worried about anything, right? Yeah, go back to Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but there have been times in my life where I have absolutely made my mind into a pretzel, you know, and, and it's just been a total mess. You know, I, I've told you guys before, I, I used to wrestle at high school and a little bit um, at our base over in Italy and had some fun with it and everything. But everybody would talk about wrestling. Oh, they'll say, oh, I saw this person and they – Turn somebody into a, a pretzel. You've know, got them in all kinds of different, you know, and, and our minds, we can do that with our own minds. When we lose track of, of our works, when we're not committing our works to the Lord, uh, then our thoughts aren't established. And, and look what happens. Now, there are things that are big in our lives. But if you look through the scripture, tell me a, 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 if you can find a scripture that the Lord says, worry about everything and everything's going to be okay. Right? Because it doesn't happen. You know, it, it doesn't happen. You know, the Lord is a con is constantly reminding us, do not fret, don't be afraid, only trust in him. But our circumstances will lie to us. Our hearts will lie to us. Everything, our enemy will lie to us to get us to that point of fretting. Because when we're fretting and we're anxious and, uh, and we have those uh, depressive thoughts, whatever it is, those are the things that control us, not committing our ways to our works to the Lord and our thoughts being established. It's very much commit our thoughts and, and everything that we want to this, and then our works are all messed up. You see what I mean? That that whole verse gets flipped right around and everything's just a, a complete mess in our lives. Because our emotions and our fears and uh, everything that's negative in our lives have taken over. And we've allowed those things to take over. And how quickly they do and how powerful they are. How powerful our emotions are when we don't keep them in check and we don't go to the word and be able to focus and meditate on the word. 
so, so important for us to understand that, you know, when we seek ourselves, we're going to be uh, we're going to be angry. We're going to be full of wrath. We're going to be fretting. Uh, but when we forsake those things, uh, then we're going to have our, our thoughts established as we're walking with the Lord. Now, uh, we read uh, verses 9 through 15, and it reminded me of the book of Judges. And uh, if you look through Judges, and uh, as you read it, and, and, and the end the end of Judges tells us that everybody did kind of what they what they thought was right in their own hearts, right? Because Judges is an up and down book, up and down. People are walking with the Lord, they have victory. They're turning from the Lord and their lives are in complete shambles. And, uh, you know, you look at somebody like uh, like Gideon in Judges 6, um, fa facing the Midianites. And the Lord brings him down to 300 people. And, he, you know, how, how did they drink water, right? You know, did they lap the water? And uh, all those all those things come down to Gideon has 300 people. And they're going to go against, you know, this this massive army and the Lord, the Lord gives them a, uh, something that you wouldn't think would be a, a recipe for uh, victory. And that's, Hey, you're going to make a lot of noise, trumpets yelling, and they're going to bash things together and everybody's going to be confused and they're running around and stabbing each other. And, and nobody knows uh, what direction they're going. Uh, when you look at these verses nine through 15, the evildoers shall be cut off for they, uh, uh, those who, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall be, uh, shall inherit the earth for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, uh, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. And it's talking about in verse 12, uh, the wicked plots against the just and gnashes his teeth. Uh, the Lord laughs at him, and he see, he knows, and then it's talking about uh, the, uh, verse 13, for the Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. Uh, the wicked have drawn their sword and they have bent their bow. They're ready to attack. They're, they're ready to go to battle. But just like the Lord did through Gideon. Gideon's an interesting study, isn't he? Gideon's an interesting guy because he can literally have a conversation with the Lord, get the confirmation that, yes, okay, it was from the Lord, and then he's got more things. Okay, so now that I've, I've heard from you here, can you confirm this? Okay, now I'm going to toss out this, this fleece. And I need everything around it to be wet, uh, to be dry, and this to be wet, and then opposite the next day. There's all those, and can't we find ourselves in Gideon? You know, we've got victory just waiting for us. Nope, gotta sleep and take a take a nap and find out. You know, is this wet or is it dry? And what do I do? You're literally having a conversation with the angel of the Lord, and he goes. Then I, you know, then it, the, the scripture tells us he was having a conversation with the angel of the Lord. Now, the Lord knows uh, what's happening with the wicked. The Lord knows what's happening with our enemy. Uh, it's, it's, the victory is in the Lord, and life is in the Lord. Any uh, time we are living our lives in the flesh, we're going to, as they did in Judges, we are going to reap that. And we're going to find ourselves in servitude and, and as slaves to our, uh, the, our sinful selves and the result of our sin. So we're always, you know, should we should be living in that victorious Christian life by the by the power of the Holy Spirit. But when we turn and we're following our sinful flesh, we find ourselves in big trouble. Um, so you know, our own enemy can be our is our flesh, but um, you know, whatever enemy we may have. But as as David is writing this, he's talking about those enemies that were literally trying to end his life. We do have a spiritual enemy that's trying to end our lives, our physical lives and our spiritual lives. We do. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have to fear our enemy. We don't have to. But, uh, but the Lord has miraculous ways of delivering us just by ministering to us, just by speaking to our hearts as we submit to him. We have, we have nothing to worry about when we're walking with the Lord. Verse 16, a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. We could spend all day on that. We could spend all day on that. The little, the little that we have. Now that can be little worldly position, possession. It can be that little understanding of the Lord. If we're just starting out in our, in our walk with the Lord, don't ever despise it. There there's uh, I don't, I, I, my mind's um, failing me right now. Don't ever despise the, the early days of our faith. Don't ever despise those because that's where we started. That's where we grew. We can look back and go, oh, I was so stupid. And you can go, oh, I'm so prideful. 
you know, because, you know, oh, I'm so wise now, you know. But, yes, we are stupid when we're, you know, when we're young. We, we have to learn. Just like a baby, you have to learn what's right and wrong, how to walk in those things. But don't ever despise those little days because that's where the growth comes. So that little, whatever we have in the Lord is always going to be better than what the world has to offer to us. Just I, I don't need to, even need to give you the examples of of the the mighty, rich, and powerful that we've seen all around us. Uh, that their lives are in complete shambles. They're just complete messes. And it is. It's sad. I don't look at them and go, ha ha ha. You know, I'm so excited. Your life's a mess. You know, you, we should be praying for them. You know, hoping that they come to the Lord. So important. This is, uh, it is better than the riches. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord is the one that upholds us. We can convince ourselves that we're the ones. I'm strong enough. I got this and that. No, just remain plugged into the Lord. As we're committing our ways to the Lord, our thoughts are going to be established. Just commit what we're doing, our lives, all that we are, to the Lord, and our thoughts are going to be established. Our lives are going to be established. But it's when we walk away from the solid rock that that you know there's there's so much of this. Um, I, I like here when it, where it says the arms of the wicked are broken, so they, they can't attack. They can't uh, at that point. But the Lord upholds the righteous. As we you know, if you reflect back on verses nine through fifteen, uh, you can also see you know that the the wicked you know has these plots and they've got these things, but their plots and and everything that's happening in in their lives are built on sand. The life is built on sand, and it's going to crumble. We see that. You know, the Lord told us that, and he taught us that. Uh, it, just, just open the book of Matthew, and there's, there, we can just see that. That's, that's clearly seen. But in our lives, it's, we, can, we are established on the rock, and we can build on the rock. Uh, anything other than that is, is a mess, but it's the Lord that upholds us. Uh, we're we're not we're not built on sinking sand. It's the Lord. The the rock is what holds us up. That's that's keeping us there. Verse eighteen. For the Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of the famine. They shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall uh, shall vanish. Into smoke, they shall vanish away. Total difference here. You know, what this reminds me of as we're, we're reading this is Lazarus and the rich man. It reminds me of that. And, you know, there's uh, there's a reminder here as we, as we go on in verses 21 and 22 that kind of goes with it. But... You know, uh, the, the satisfaction that's, that's uh, listed here it's, uh, in verse 19, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. The, the satisfaction that comes in the Lord. Now, if you look back and you look at, at what the Lord was describing uh, with, with Lazarus um, and the rich man was the self-indulgent versus the one that was, that was crying out. And uh, you, you know the story, you know, the, the rich man just in his torment saying, oh, if I only had, can you, can you please tell uh, my family, go tell them. And, and Abraham's telling them they have the word, they have the word. And so there's that brokenness, there's the, the emptiness, the, um, the desperation of fulfilling our hearts and our lives that, you know, committing our works to ourselves is not going to establish our hearts and our thoughts. You know, and, and look what happens, you know, as we as we continue to fill ourselves up, our thoughts and everything just get worse. They become more depraved and more broken. But committing our works to the Lord and our thoughts are going to be established. It's so, so important that as we uh, seek the Lord to understand the one that was uh, that was uh, treated like like nothing. And, you know, the dogs are sitting there licking Lazarus's sores and and he's eating scraps and those things. That's the one who got to heaven. It's so it's so backwards. It's so upside down uh, from the ways of this world. So the Bible keeps us grounded. The Bible keeps us in the direction that we need to go. Um, everybody who's here is on here here on a, on a Wednesday night, um, and I know most of you, and I know that we take the word very seriously in our lives, and uh, and as we do, uh, we're being challenged by it. 
and uh, and we're we're understanding this is where everything comes from. But we're 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 constantly told, do you guys really need to go to buy? Do you need to go to church every Sunday? Do you need to go twice a week? I've heard people say, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he used to go to buy, go to church twice a week. I mean, his parents dragged him there. They dragged him there, and he you know went to Bible studies and youth group, and I'm like. And his life is established. And his life is, is, is not a complete trainer. Oh, yeah, he's a weirdo. Look at him over there by himself. You know, he's not going to the party over there. You know, it, it's, 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 it's the total difference um, of, of living uh, the ways of the world and, and uh, the destruction um, and, and the, uh, the brokenness in the, in, uh, between the ways of the world and being with the Lord. Verse 21 the wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit in the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. You know, uh, it's as as we see here. So the bar, the wicked's just looking to steal. Yeah, I'll pay you back. Yeah, you know, uh, and 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 um, I've known uh, several in my life that uh, completely um, controlled by their drug or alcohol addiction. And uh, and it will drive uh, to shame, and uh, that the the wickedness um, and the brokenness that comes from uh, from from following that, as with any other sin. I'm not saying anybody who's got a substance abuse problem is any worse than I am, because I'm a sinful jerk too. You know, it's it's just it is what it is. I might lose my temper driving, or um, you know, whatever it is, and and get mad at somebody, or whatever. It no no different. You know, we still have sinful hearts. But I know that I've talked to, and I, I have uh, very very close loved ones, and and they they are constantly tortured by by things that they've done. You know, I, I remember I stole I stole from a family. I stole from kids. You know, I I returned all their Christmas presents. And, uh, and, and I just, I stole all that money. Um, and so they didn't have Christmas, but I got high that day. It's so broke that, that addiction will drive us to depravity. You know, if you look in James and, and the reminders from James of we're, we're drawn away and by, by when, when we start following those things that entice us and those things bring us to uh, following those into sin and sin leads to death, right? It's not just a substance abuse. It can be anything, be anything in our lives that's controlling us, that can bring us to that point where all we want to do is take. We want to take. We want to take. This is talking about borrowing money and does not repay, but it's that mindset of whatever is yours, whatever's around, I have to have it. And I'm not going to repay it. It just belongs to me and it's going to give me what I need. So I'm not here to you know, beat up on anybody with a substance abuse problem. I'm here to beat us all up when we're following our own sin and our and those things, right? Because we, when we start getting into that selfish mindset, it's it's so gross, so gross. But I've heard it most from those that uh, that have have just tortured themselves afterwards. I, I could be forgiven, and and those that they've sinned against have, have totally forgiven them and said, "Dude, I know, I know, it's okay. I know you did those things, and you know what? My kids are fine." You took some money from them and you got high. The kids are fine. You know, we're, we're way past that. It was 15, 20 years ago. Let's move forward. You know, our enemy wants to remind us of those, 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 our, our, our failures uh, so that we're not working, walking in, in um, fullness. But the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall it inherit the earth. Uh, it just, the generous gives. And, you know, we, we are to be uh, good stewards of our resources, you know, and I've heard Will talk about, um, and he's, he's explained to us, you know, sometimes a soup kitchen, kitchen you know, if, we, if that's our only focus, uh, it, it might be, and I, forgive me, I don't mean for this to sound bad, but when we cast our pearls before swine that are, are only going to trample them and then turn on us, you know, if our only focus is on, uh, on, uh, don't get me wrong. Feeding someone who's hungry is 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 a great ministry, um, but, but is it a ministry? Are we making it a ministry? Are we making sure that they understand that we're feeding them in the name of the Lord? And that's for any ministry. That one just popped into my head. So if you're involved in a food food pantry or you know a soup kitchen, Amen. Just be sure to you know let them know that the Lord loves them. And uh, and he's got such a great plan for them because uh, I know that most everybody that I've ever talked to, none of them are like, yeah, I love being homeless. 
I love, I love, I love wondering where my food's going to come from. No, I'm getting off on rabbit trails here. Um, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. That is so important for us. I've got to find my verse that I had here um, as we're going here. And yeah, I'll never find it. So um, <laughs> um, one thing that I do have here that, that I, I, it's... Um, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Thy word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, right? God is lighting our feet, uh, lighting our feet, hopefully not, lighting our path that we can follow. It's so important. It's it's an easy, it's an easy, I love, and I, I know, like I said, I love the simplicity. Just follow God. Just be obedient to his word and follow him. You know, I, I've been uh, teaching the kids the last uh, two weeks I've been upstairs with the kids um, the Lord has brought me to two scriptures, uh, two portions of scriptures that talk about sheep. And I was so blessed to know that Noah upstairs actually has sheep in his family, in, in his house, right? You had to go and help wrangle them up, right? And when I said sheep and we started talking about sheep, this kid's eyes lit up. And Noah's kind of, he's, he's a, oh, he's an awesome kid. He is so fun to talk to, but he's quiet. You know, he just kind of keeps to himself. But man, did he light up. And he's like, I have sheep. And I'm like, how many sheep do you have? And I think he said like eight. Um, and he was able to. So uh, upstairs, we have a group of anywhere from four to 12. Those groups. So sometimes the, the message that I have to deliver to those guys has to be quick and concise and very easy to understand. So I know I've got this thing. Okay, so I've, I've got this group. I'm probably not going to get into. Um, all right, we're going to break down uh, some prophecies in Daniel now. Okay, guys, you know, <laughs> you know, they're all just going to look at me 70 times 7 and, oh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I, you know, I, I brought my teddy bear with me today. You know, that's, that's the response I'll get. But, man, when Noah was able to be there and, and, and he was just talking, and so we, through conversation, we were able to talk about the sheep's need for the shepherd. And just, and, and then, and, and we're talking about who the sheep is and, and the characteristics of a sheep. That sheep are not all that smart. That they wander. Um, that they are, are completely defenseless. They've got nothing but that. You know, that's 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 it. You know, they got a bunch of wool, uh, and uh, they need to be fed. They need to be maintained. They this there. That's us. You know, the Lord talks with John chapter ten is one of my first uh, favorite chapters in the Bible because it it's it probably is my first, my favorite. I can't even say it the second time right, but probably is my favorite because it it. It reminds me of who I am and who the Lord is, that we are sheep. We can think we know what we're doing, just like the lost sheep. And the first, uh, uh, what we talked about last weekend was the, the, the one lost sheep. You got 100 and one's lost, you know. And I heard one kid go, but what about the other 99? I was like, this is so awesome. You're listening. And, you know, those, those things I say, yeah, but those 99 are the obedient ones, and they're going to stay where they were told to, right? So I was able to go back. but And then we go talk about, you know, that, that need for the shepherd, you know, as we're following the Lord, um, I'm trying to get back to, to where I was because I get all excited, and, um, you know, the steps, that the Lord would guide our steps because we are sheep and we need the Lord to guide us. Uh, and when we just are on, on our own and, and we're just doing our own thing, look at the result. We are the lost sheep and we are the ones that the time and effort has to be put into uh, us being dragged back and being restored and everything. It's just better for us to stay connected. And I know I've shared this before, but I had a conversation with somebody at work, uh, a believer, and uh, just talking about all these things that are just outside the fence. You know what I mean? And I'm hearing them, and I'm like, no, no, you know. And uh, I knew her well enough, and, uh, you know, she worked right in the office next to me, so we'd worked together all day long in, 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 in our things, and she's saying things, and I, hey, <laughs> you know, we could have those conversations. I'm like, stay in the sheep pen. Stay here. You know, when we get out there, we got to worry about everything else. If we just stay where we're supposed to, we don't have to worry about everything else. The Lord's going to lead us. He's going to guide us. He's going to take us to where we need to do with a green pasture. The good stuff is, right? Oh, hey, you need some water. Here's this. Here's our food. We have everything as we seek and follow the Lord. And uh, it's it's when we when we start walking around, start wandering and looking, and oh hey that grass looks really green over there, and uh, oh that water is just dripping just right. I'll go over there. I know this is good, but 
that's kind of cool looking over there. And then we find ourselves outside the pan and we're in trouble, right? No. Verse tw uh, 23, we'll read it again. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. He is faithful that when we do wander, well, you know, grab that hook. And we talked about, you know, Noah was continuing to tell us. Uh, it, what's funny is Noah's told us all about, Noah told us all about those sheep. And Oliver, was it last week that you had to go over there and help him find ones that had got, gotten away? Isn't that crazy? So we talk about it. Then one gets away during the week, and I don't know about it. And then the next week, like the Lord's guiding us and leading us, we come right to that point of the lost one. You know, and then Oliver's daughter, Olivia, says, hey, my dad, there was a lost sheep, and my dad had to go over, or lost, or just out and about, I don't know all the circumstances. But uh, it was out, and it just, light bulbs are going off on these, these kids' minds. The Lord is who feeds us. I don't know these things, but these kids know what's happening, and the Lord is ministering to them as we're going, getting into the scripture, and the scripture speaking to them, and what they know. It's, it's awesome. He, he is so awesome. He's the one who upholds us. Verse 25, I have been young and now I'm old. Amen. <laughs> Any, anybody who's uh, past the age of, I don't know, when did, I, I don't know, 40? Um, you know, for, no, you know, my body broke down before that, but, you know, knee, oh, knee surgery, shoulder surgery, and, you know, I'm not Superman. Even though, you know, when we're 18, we convince ourselves we are a woman, Supergirl, super. Batgirl, whatever it is, you know, we, we realize, wait a minute. Okay, all, everything I did do in my life, oh, there was a consequence to that. Now I feel that. I, I knew. I, it's funny. I, uh, in my job, I, uh, uh, when I'm working at a, at a, uh, at a college, I, uh, um, in, I, I work in, on campus safety, and we have cameras throughout and you know, in the gym, and I'm watching this kid putting as much weight on as he's, he's pushing this thing up, and it's straight up, and I'm going, oh, his rotator cuffs are screaming right now. They may not be hurting right now, but the 42-year-old me is going, don't do that. <laughs> you know, And I'm seeing it. This was just last night, too. Because we've got this thing, it's got like you know a hundred, a hundred different uh, screens on there. And I look at somebody I work with, I work with. I'm like, oh, look at this guy, and he's he's pushing that up, and he gets mad, and he puts more weight on. And he he's pushing, and he gets mad, throws his hat down, and and he goes down to another weight, and he's mad and everything. And I'm just like, I'm like, he is ripping his shoulders off his body, and he has no idea that he's doing it, you know? And because uh, you learn, oh, hey, maybe it'd be better to use some dumbbells that allow for free movement, anything like that. But he's just got this thing, and he's just, I could just see him. I'm going, please don't hurt him. Please don't hurt him. You know, just uh, anyways. There's the, uh, I've, been, I've been young and now am old. We learn lessons as we grow, don't we? And, uh, you know, the, the, the scripture talks about, you know, the silver hair, the gray hair, that there's wisdom, Right? Uh, that we gain wisdom as we get older, you know, and as we try to share that wisdom, it may not be received by the younger versions of us or, or somebody else, right? We can look back. If I only could go back and tell myself, don't do this, you know, but we can't, we don't have those opportunities. It's important for us in our lives to be able to share, especially the youth in this church and in our, wherever we are going back to our verse, Proverbs 16, three, Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Just commit your works to the Lord. Everything else is going to make sense as long as we're following the Lord. I was having that discussion actually today with my dad, not about Proverbs 16.3, but I was just talking about my daughters and uh, you know where they're at in lives. One's in college, one's in high school, one's in middle school. And, and you know, he was just talking about, oh, you know, your daughter. It was, it's always cool to hear somebody else compliment your kid, right? And, uh, and you know, he was just blessed that, you know, my kids have, uh, you know, they take their 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 schoolwork very seriously and they're respectful and those things. I'm like, yeah, go and say more, you know, <laughs> no pride involved there. Right. No, but I, I'm hearing that and I'm blessed by it. And I just reminded him, I'm like, I, I've always told my daughters and uh, my wife and I have, have told them that we don't I, I don't necessarily care if my daughters want to pump gas, if they they want to wait tables, if they want to answer phones and, and work secretary, if they want to be an astrophysicist, I don't care what you're doing. My main concern is that you're following the Lord. That is it. Wherever the Lord is going to lead and guide, that's where the wisdom is. You know, that's, that's, that's where it's all at.
so so that they can look back and go, when I was young, I followed the Lord and I didn't get into this and I didn't get into that. Praise God. You know, it's so important for us to realize. Yet, uh, sorry, we'll go back to verse 25. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Though that that is so powerful to us, just to understand that it's what's being highlighted here is the Lord's mercy, and uh, and his blessings coming from the Lord, just from following the Lord. You, you see what it says here? They've never. It says, um, "I have I have not seen the righteous forsaken." Nor his descendants begging bread. He oh he is he is ever merciful and lends. So uh, as we see in the Lord, we, you know we we start adopting the Lord's character of faithfulness and gentleness and self control, and we share that, and and we're blessed in our lives uh, with provision, but we're also merciful. When we receive mercy, we're going to distribute mercy, right? We should be. Uh, I remember this. Um, youth pastor that I um, interned under over in Washington State uh, uh, from 2001 to uh, almost 2000. Uh, so it was almost two years uh, straight. But he said we should be grace dispensers. We've received grace. We need to be able to share that grace. So important for us. Instead of walking around uh, like thump, 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 I'm going to pound things into you and make you feel awful all the time. I'm going to talk to you about the grace that's happened and the mercy I've experienced in my life and be able to share that in our testimonies uh, and, and have the Lord's grace to share. Verse 27, <clears throat> excuse me, depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. <clears throat> The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Just that reminder, that just in there reminds me, commit your works to the Lord. Your thoughts are going to be established. Your life is going to be established. Just, just right in there. I mean, it, it speaks for itself. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. That's really important because how much have we taught? Will uh, has been talking to us about justice. Whenever you put something in front of it, it's now not just justice. It's, it's whatever justice and justice has now been perverted. It's justice. What's right is right. What's right. What's wrong is wrong. Justice. The Lord loves justice. You know, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, um, uh, we shouldn't be, uh, drawn, <coughs> excuse me, drawn away. Um, and, uh, I, I, I guess it up to a point where we're, uh, perverting justice in our own lives that we might we might favor somebody or something because of something that we can get from them that that we can gain oh you know what I'll just I'll just look away or you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gain uh, anything from there so I'll just I'll, I'll be I'll be just on that person but I'll be able to turn my eyes you know what did the Lord say uh, to us uh, in James about showing partiality you know if we can if we can uh, you know gain from somebody I think that's uh, for me what I've witnessed, when there has been injustice, it's because somebody could gain something and they were able to gain favor um, because of what they owned or what they had. And it's uh, it's just a mess. But I like verse 29. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Verse 30. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and the tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide being firmly set on the Lord that, that that our life isn't built on the sand right I know I've said that a few times but there's a point to that you know the life that's built on the rock and the life that's built on the sand we're seeing the difference in both in the two here that uh, that we would speak wisdom and that we would talk of justice and that the law of God God is in our hearts commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established right? I just, as I was meditating on that, it brought me right to Psalm 37 and uh, just spelling it out and hopefully it, it's making some sense here. Um, um, none of his steps shall slide. None of his steps. You know, that's, uh, I buried my phone here. None of his steps. You know, don't, the Lord told, told us uh, throughout the scripture, don't turn 
uh, to the left hand or the right, right? There's always that reminder. Why? Because our hearts want to take us there. And when we go there, then we, we find ourselves in trouble. But built upon the rock, how do we overcome temptation? You know, our, our steps are going to slide because we followed the temptation, right? We can't do that. We have to see the temptation, see it for what it is that it's trying to drive us away. Forsake that. But take every thought captive into the and, and bring it to obedience of Christ, right? That's what Paul tells us. Take every thought into captivity. Um, that's It's so important for us to understand that there's always a constant pulling. There's always a constant battle. Lori Cass has, has said, and it's stuck in my mind, that we're leaky. We're so leaky. we got holes all through us. Just continue in the Lord. Continue filling ourselves, being in, uh, being, uh, in the Word, in prayer, and in fellowship. And the Holy Spirit's going to continuously pour uh, into our lives as we're, as we're working through carrying uh, the Lord with us uh, and Him carrying us, I should say, uh, every single day. Verse 32, here's the opposite. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Psalm 73, I said, I said that we'd go there, uh, but I want to highlight that. So as we just read about the wicked and the righteous, always a great reminder in Psalm 73. So in the beginning of this, it says, Truly God is good to Israel, to such as, uh, as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious and boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death. But their strength is firm. They, shall not, uh, they, shall, sorry, they are not in trouble as other men nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than, uh, than heart could wish. <clears throat> they scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They have set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue, against, uh, tongue walks through the earth. Therefore, his people return here, and the waters, uh, and waters of a full cup are drained by them. And they say, "How does God know?" And uh, there is knowledge, is, and is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, there uh, these are ungodly, who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely they have cleansed my heart. I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all day I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Then I understood their end. There's the, there's the uh, fullness of, of this life and what this world has to offer until we get into the Lord's presence until the word of God is in front of us. And we realize, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know that when I've been at a point where um, maybe I've, I've, I've been a few days of, of just busyness and craziness that I haven't had the normal time I need to sit and spend as much time as I need in the word that I start getting weak, that I start just, you know, it's that, you know, starvation of our spirit. You know, and we start getting weak. And we, it's it's so easy to, as we're getting weak, start understand, start start. Our our vision is different. Our spiritual vision is different. And uh, and our when our works aren't in front of the Lord, our 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 thoughts aren't properly established, and we become a mess. And and it's just and how quickly it happens, right? It's just that constant, and the Lord's staff constantly bringing us back 
hopefully we, we can get to the point where we're not needing to, like uh, like our brother Oliver had to go just, you know, if it was an everyday thing to go get that sheep. You know, but sheep do have a shepherd to keep them in line, and, and they need to be uh, to where they need to be. But don't get disheartened when we see uh, what's happening. We may be struggling to pay the bills. We may be struggling with our health. We may be struggling because it says, you know, as we read through Psalm 73, it, there's a bunch of those things listed in there that, that could frustrate us. And why are things good for them? And my life, you know, seems to be hard. What is our end? What is their end? Right? Pray for them and be able to share with them. I don't want that end for you. You know, let's keep let's keep reading. I don't remember where I, I left off. 36, maybe? Yes, yeah. So 37, mark the blameless man. This is important. Mark the blameless man and observe, uh, observe the upright. For the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. Two complete polar opposites. But what does it tell us as believers? Mark the, it says, uh, uh, mark the blameless man and observe the upright. For the future of that man is peace. That's what I want. Mark. <laughs> Mark's pointing himself. Mark. <laughs> That's awesome, Mark. Good job. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright. If you're going to give honor, if we're going to be blessed by, if we're going to look for, for an example, um, see those people that we that we look up to. Uh, and we can and 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 seek to uh, in our lives to be uh, to set ourselves as example that our younger brothers and sisters can see and go wait a minute I see this in their life and I see the peace and order in their lives we we've seen that in our lives and we've been encouraged don't don't start worshiping that person don't get me wrong but understand and where that person uh, has the victory in their life is in their relationship with the Lord right their works have been committed to the Lord. And we see that their thoughts were established, and we see what's happened in their lives. That mark that make a mental note that that is uh, an example for us, and we can learn from our older brother and sister uh, in in the faith, and be able to uh, be able to to grow and be able to uh, you know be encouraged by that, and understand that our younger brothers and sisters are watching us; they are observing us. They are most definitely looking at us because if they see, I've told you guys, my daughter, when I was driving, you know, and I, I, I gave that example, I think, last time. And I got mad. I had to slam on my brakes. And I didn't swear. I was using replacement words. And, um, but my daughter used replacement words, right? And I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and I looked at my wife and I put my head down. Like I said, I wasn't swearing. But the expression was there. The anger was still there. And my little two or three-year-old is repeating it to me. And I'm going, oh, man, what am I doing? They are watching us. It is so important for us. So important. The future of that man is peace. I want peace. As, as the days grow, I don't want stress and, and anxiety and depression. I don't want that to be my future. I want the Lord to be my future and the peace. Let's finish this out. Verse 39, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble and the Lord shall keep them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. The Lord is everything that we need. He's our protector. He's our provider. He's the one that's going to lead. He's going to guide us. He's going to um, uh, take care of every need that we have. The encouragement to us that I know the Lord laid on my heart this week was commit our works to the Lord and our thoughts are going to be established. Just commit ourselves to our relationship with the Lord. Just be committed to the Lord. Everything else is going to fall into place. The opposite of that is the mess of the, the wicked man that we can embrace in our own hearts that's just going to continue to fall apart and be a mess. And its ultimate end is destruction and death. I prefer the peace, right? I prefer the peace. Amen? Amen. So commit our works to the Lord and our thoughts will be established. That's, our, that's uh, the, the, um, the Proverbs 16.3. That's the, um, the challenge of the Lord or that's the, uh, the word of the Lord. So let's pray. Father, we are so blessed um, that your word uh, and your spirit are so faithful to teach us and build us. And to bring us to you. And Lord, we thank you for the washing of our sin because of the blood of your son.
that you've saved us. And someday we will be with you. Lord, we want our days to be filled with peace. Your peace that surpasses all understanding. Help us to commit our ways to you. That you would establish our thoughts. And that we would walk in strength in our lives. Not be floundering every single day, but to walk in the victory of the Holy Spirit. That's what we want in our lives. Please continue to faithfully minister to us. And bring us to that point of spiritual victory in our lives every single day that we need from you. You are the one that produces those. You are our strength in the time of trouble. And you help us and deliver us. Thank you that you are our strength. In Jesus' name, amen.